So here's part two of the conversation with Sarah and Lauren. And Lauren eventually gets back to the Urban Dictionary. First, we actually start out pretty serious and then get kind of funny. And I think usually we kind of start out a little bit funnier and then get pretty serious. But I don't know, somewhere in the middle there, I left my diary in a very public place. And I guess you'll find out what was in it. Here it is. Welcome to Bad Choice Tuesday with Andrea Howell. I'm talking with my friends about the questionable choices we make, sometimes unconventional, sometimes unavoidable, sometimes flat out bad. And sometimes Bad Choice Tuesday happens on a Thursday night. We're talking about friendship, unconditional love, and questionable choices. Welcome to Bad Choice Tuesday. Welcome to part two. When we recorded this, Lauren and Sarah hadn't talked for probably 30 years, and Sarah and I talk all the time, so the two of them had some catching up to do, which was fun. And also we realized Sarah had missed the majority of the conversation in part one, where Lauren and I were debating about what to include from the Urban Dictionary about BCT. Major uh, career change. Okay. I, I went back and got my master's in counseling. I have worked for almost 17 years and did a variety of roles, including being a therapist. And now I'm a clinical supervisor, but I also have a small private practice as well. So completely different. So there's a chance that STD could mean STD to you because you really are in a clinical setting as well. Yeah, I mean, oh, just the, saying. Focus, the focus is really mental health. I mean, we do see some... Oh, uh, I promise that affects your mental health. Yeah, <laughs> we do see some of that as well. But yeah, and also just being in a management role, you know, seeing STD, I think of uh, short-term disability as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> it can go either way. Yeah, we had a little incident earlier where Lauren decided to make the very questionable choice to use Urban Dictionary mm -hmm. to look up BCT. Now we're going to have to do a little special intro to recommend that nobody do that. <laughs> I still like big city titties. <laughs> and open, I love it. <laughs> you're going to do that, aren't you? You're going to go on, you're going to buy all my merch that says BCT and be like, big city titties. <laughs> Only once I get them done. I no. say breast cancer titties because that seems like a more, you know, public facing sort mm -hmm. of community minded, better way to use Urban Dictionary. See, I was thinking <laughs> that I could, put, I could put, yes, BCT because and play off of the shirt that we've already seen that says, because the real ones tried to kill me. There you go. Right? Right. Mm -hmm. There's the whole, yes, they're fake. The real ones tried to kill me. I can't mm -hmm. wait to get that shirt. <gasps> okay. <laughs> I'm excited to get that shirt because that will mean that I will have taken care of my. I hope you're feeling okay, Lauren. Oh, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Yeah. I finished radiation on Halloween and well, we'll, we'll see how great I'm doing. I'm going to be starting taking the estrogen blockers mid month. So, but I get my port out on the 12th. Wow. I'm excited. 
So yeah, I'm doing really well. And my hair is obviously coming back in. It's not exactly the shade I would prefer. Super blonde, super blonde. Yeah. And well, and there's some weird dark patches in there that I don't know what the hell that is, but whatever. I think it's cute. The texture actually looks good. Do you? Yeah, the texture, the texture is really good. And really what I want to do at this point is just get rid of these little weird flyaways right here. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to keep it short for a while, I think. Yeah, but look at me because very few women can pull off short hair and he goes, and you're doing it. And I went, have you not seen pictures of my mother? I mean, hello, I told you. And she came home and Andrew goes, you got your hair cut like a chicken. And she still looked good. So I was very little. I was really, she'd had long, long, straight blonde hair. Down to her waist, long hair. Yeah. And just Mm. chopped it off. And it's my fault. Yeah. I mean, taking care of those kids, it's exhausting. And she's like, I can't deal with this hair. I got to get it all cut off. No, no, it's my fault because I was born at the beginning of September and she did this right before she had me because the pregnancy, the heat. So hot. Oh yeah. She's like, yep. Done with this. (laughs) (laughs) And it grows. Yes. Hair is the ultimate bad choice Tuesday. Big deal. Big damn deal. Chop it off. Agreed. Well, that's why you get the breakup haircut, right? And then it can grow back (laughs) and it doesn't matter, right? You break off all of that bad choice that you had with the breakup, right? I don't know. It sounds like your ideas are about getting rid of the stigma associated with bad choices. A lot of times there is heavy stigma of you know, the, the scarlet letter of I've made this terrible mistake and I need to publicly just, you know, atone for my sins and dwell on the fact of how I've been a, you know, a terrible person who's made terrible choices. And your spin on it is more of destigmatizing it. That's a really insightful, I hadn't seen it that way. My therapist used to say all therapy is group therapy. I think this is what happens when you have a friend who's a therapist. <laughs> Very insightful, Sarah. When you said all therapy, therapy, I'm thinking because of the multiple facets in my mind. <laughs> I'm sitting there going, how many people are in your therapy? Yeah, how many people are in your head that you're... <laughs> oh my God. No, I think actually, okay. I think therapy was probably the origin of Bad Choice Tuesday because I must have had therapy either on Tuesdays or Wednesdays. And it was either that I have it on Wednesday. So Mm -hmm. I think sometimes, well, anyway, yeah, I think it was probably a way to talk about something I had done that I shouldn't have done to kind of go, well, for the moment, or like that was yesterday, or is that who you are? Or (laughs) You know, it's just a little bad choice on a random Tuesday afternoon. Bad is that choice. who you are or is that what you did? Right? Honest, it's the one thing you did. It's not who you are. Well, and not only that, to Sarah's point, do I really need to even take that one thing I did and even ever think about it again? I mean, why? Because What's, it makes a good story. That's where I'm coming from <laughs> with the bad choice. It may, it later, 
becomes the good story. So you can think about it again and give yourself the grace that Sarah was talking about. Laugh about it with your friends and let them laugh at you. And that's okay because you know what? That's what I did. It's not who I am. You're right. That is removing the stigma from that. That is kind of what it is. And I think it's about having friends, for me, female friends who can hear that stuff and they don't attach the stigma to it in the first place. Like well, mistakes, you think about like shame is I am bad. I'm a bad person. So therefore I made a bad decision. Guilt is I did something bad. I can still be a good person that did, you know, made a bad choice, even if we, you know, feel we shouldn't have done it. So also just kind of looking at it from how much shame we carry with making bad choices and how we carry it for a long time and have trouble forgiving ourselves for some of the mistakes we've made. I've been listening to a lot about shame and how all the Instagram psychologists, right? The child psychologists, because I've got small kids. So I watch all this stuff and they're talking about, you know, we grew up in this like kind of shame based thing and Mm -hmm. how to avoid that with your kids. And you know what? This is not a shame thing. There are boundaries and blah, 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 blah. But yeah, I think a lot about shame versus guilt versus, you know, how does that make somebody feel and all of that? It's very, I find all of that very interesting. Yeah. And just how society views how you should feel about the mistakes you've made. Well, and it's killing me. My daughter lately has been saying shame on you. And I'm sitting there going, no, no shame on anybody. No shame, shame, bad, no shame. (laughs) So at which point I'm sitting there going, I'm shaming her for saying shame on you. (laughs) It is a shame that you're saying the word shame. (laughs) It's so interesting that we need to figure out ways to not feel bad about stuff that really doesn't even harm anybody most of the time. Like it just, we sit around and stew in things and worry about, we feel shame about things we want to do that we didn't even do. Yeah. (laughs) I don't want to do that. I think that's the interesting thing too, is using bad choice Tuesday to somehow has become my phrase to look at other people and just kind of go, yeah, okay. That's what you did today. Mm -hmm. That's what you did today. Okay. And that, and just kind of have to let that go because it doesn't have anything to do, or even if it does have something to do with me still. And not defining your life and who you are by a point in time where you made a choice. Right. And I think sometimes, you know, that can happen where it can turn into not being able to forgive yourself for the decision you made. Well, like I was saying, I I still go back in my head about things that I did in third grade and mm-hmm. feel bad about them. And I'm like, there's lots of memes about that, right? Where it's when we can't sleep at night and we're haunted by how we, you know, responded to something five years ago in a conversation and we can't go to sleep because of, you know, how we responded. And most of those memes, I think, have Elsa in them. Let it go. <laughs> <laughs> so but I think the common experience that people have of you know having this visceral reaction to a choice we made or the way we were in a certain situation and 
seeing it as a point in time and how we're we're different now. We've evolved, we've changed, we're constantly changing and growing, and it doesn't have to define you. So if you if you sounded awkward, you know, at a party or a meeting or whatever, that's okay. You don't have to dwell on the mistakes you feel you've made. Because most of the people who are around you don't give a crap. You're the only one who's thinking about it. You're the one who's running through it in your head over and over Mm -hmm. and over again. And they have forgotten your name, let alone what you just did. (laughs) Well, unless you write it down. (laughs) And I, I can't remember if I've told both of you this, that when I was in a place that I'm not going to (laughs) name that I was writing in a notebook. And I don't usually write like in a journal kind of style because I'm always afraid that I've had a stroke. So I'm always afraid I'm going to have a stroke and left behind is going to be this journal full of stuff that I don't really want anybody to read because you don't often write down the good stuff. You write down the bad stuff, the good stuff I'm busy living or saying or sharing or or happily writing like in a letter that I'd share with someone, right? So I'm writing the bad things. So in this particular instance, I decide I'm going to be out of the country and I'm taking this notebook and I'm going to actually write everything and I'm not going to worry about it. And then maybe I'll throw it away at the end. Who knows? I don't know, right? So I start writing in the notebook and I decide I need to write the good things. And part of what I'm writing is about how great I am at these <laughs> <laughs> because I'm reflecting on the fact you're trying to give yourself a pep talk of all the I say these you know people say this about me and I I blow off compliments I'm really bad at that and I really know that I'm really good at this and that people like me and, the, and you know I'm really and I'm writing I'm writing all these great things because I'm reflecting in writing about how we always write these negative things and this is what we leave behind and that really we need to also write down the the good things and we need why am I having such a hard time saying these are my good qualities I am good at this accepting the compliments right I am and as I'm writing I'm like wow I really sound like an asshole writing this (laughs) and I'm writing this out boy do I sound like an asshole it feels uncomfortable for me even to write this blah 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 (laughs) so the next day I want to take my notebook out and write again. And the notebook is gone. And I realize I have left it sitting in the hotel lobby mm. on the coffee table. <laughs> For all the guests just to take a look at. Oh my God. And it had kind of a fancy cover. Like it was a plain spiral notebook, but it was like Walmart back to school. You know, it said like, make today amazing or something like, or write your own story or some you know, unicorn rainbow holographic cover. (laughs) And I left it sitting on the coffee table. And And I was advised, of course, as I'm freaking out and hoping that I really haven't written anything super identifiable in there, like, you know, jotted down my email address and a couple passwords or anything like that. And I'm thinking, what did I write in that notebook? Because I was just jotting things down and I'm I'm overseas, I'm paying bills, I'm doing, and I'm thinking, okay, please let me not have written anything I don't. And then I'm advised that I should really call the hotel that we were staying in because surely they would still have this distinctive notebook. And I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> There's no universe in which I'm calling the hotel and saying, hey, you know that notebook you found? With the fancy cover. 
<laughs> so, but you know what, Andy, calling the hotel and getting that back, bad choice Tuesday. Right? I, no, I Who think cares? leaving it there can be my bad choice Tuesday. And I'm going to write a book about all of the people working in the lost and found in the hotel who from now on for the rest of maybe three lifetimes, they will hand down that maybe someone will add to the notebook. You know, some somebody will be working in the lost and found and they will read my notebook and they will just add right to it. And, and it'll here's become my email a legendary. And <laughs> here's my email and password too. <laughs> Like people used to write on dollar bills, remember that like you'd get a dollar bill that had somebody's like phone number written on it or email or like bathroom walls. (laughs) (laughs) My notebook is the bathroom wall of the lost and found of a very fancy hotel somewhere in which I write about how great I actually am. You're listening to Bad Choice Tuesday, a conversation about friendship, unconditional love, and unconventional choices. For more information, go to badchoicetuesday.com. We're glad you're here. And now, back to Bad Choice Tuesday. But this is, so anyway, the reason what made me think of this is the whole idea of writing things down that get left behind that you never intended to have found. And my little sister was a master at that. In what sense? Writing leaving, down all the things that leaving, be- leaving notes about hating people oh. that were later found. I was thinking maybe snooping in your diary or something that, that she was really good at that. And she's no. looking really guilty right now. Like, do you know what I'm talking what about? No, that I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so, didn't you? Okay, so we've decided it's okay to kind of talk about dead people as long as they're our mother. So, <laughs> she because we loved her. I didn't know that that was off limits. Talking about no, dead people or <laughs> talking about people? <laughs> no, we're talking. So we're dead trying, people were not allowed to talk about. Dead no, people. and we're only talking about the dead person who we both really, really loved and were very close to, so that. Really, her stories have become our stories, and she would be happy for us to have them. Yes. So, but anyway, mom found this letter that Lauren had written in like what second or I think this was a therapy thing too, wasn't it? Where you were supposed to write down the mean things that you thought and then tear up the letter or something. And you wrote some mean letter about mom where you said how much you hated her. And then she found it like years and years later. Okay. Why are you looking at me with a blank face? (laughs) Because I have no idea. You know, what I did find was something that I had written when I was like six that said, I am not perfect. So I'm running away. And then wrote running away in all caps. And knowing that all caps means yelling and screaming way ahead of time. (laughs) (laughs) But, but yeah, I don't, I don't remember that. It's so funny. Well, now I'm going to feel guilty about that. (laughs) No, you're not. Bad Choice Tuesday. And you were a really little kid. Oh, no, I had notebooks upon notebooks that when when I moved here, I lived back home where we grew up for, oh, my God, forever, like 30 years. And so when I moved, 
I finally went through all this stuff and I found all of my high school journals. Those I burned. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh. Actively burned. in a fire pit. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Like, yeah. And yes. It was actually in the grill. <laughs> it was in the grill. Let's <laughs> bring things full, full circle. <laughs> it, it, it was in the same spot. <laughs> <laughs> it was in the grill. So yeah, no, I burned those notebooks because I'm like, yeah, there's just some stuff that People don't need to know how I feel about them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I don't need to know how I felt about me during that time period. Mm. Cause I think that's a lot of what journaling is, right? We write about how we feel about ourselves. And I don't need to remember how much I didn't like certain parts of me mm-hmm. because I've either grown to love those parts of me or I, actively worked very, very, very hard to change those parts of me. So I am not that person anymore and I can make that go away and that's okay. I didn't want my kids to find that stuff. And on that note, I think that's why there are memes all over the place, right? Like somebody delete my Google history. If you know, or my, my browser history, I have a folder that says, for the love of God, delete this if I die, that Andrea knows to delete out of my computer. Oh, I was going to publish. I thought that was to publish. (laughs) Oh, I only said if you could make some money off of it. Okay. (laughs) If it would put my kids through college, then you can publish it. (laughs) If it won't put my kids through college, then it needs to just go away. And they would never admit they were your kids. Yeah. They might have to change their name. I had to save his draft. That I really should probably just delete myself because really, I'm never going to send those. Yeah. Well, the big thing when you do a save as draft, because I do that too. Like when I'm really mad at somebody, I showed a lot of growth, according to my (laughs) therapist, because I wrote a very, very long, nasty response to a text, like really, really long. And I screenshotted it all. And then I didn't send it. I showed a lot of growth. Like, just in case I need to, I would need to screenshot it. So how mean I was and get my words right. I've got it all written down. Or if I get mad at that person again, then I can, it's all right there. And I can reread it without having to write it again. And you have your script already. It's right there, but that way I don't have to rewrite it again and risk the, chance of possibly hitting send. Yes. But isn't that the best stuff you first of all pro tip remove the two address yes, exactly. before you do anything oh, yes. else. But I think sometimes that stuff especially the things voice texted or written in anger sometimes that's the best writing. It's the funniest, it's the cleverest, it's got the phrases that you would use again and again and again, right? And I think I don't want to lose all that stuff like what about the screenplay? Yeah, it was a great freaking burn. I mean, like, there were some great burns in there. That's part of the reason I had to screenshot. I'm like, I got to at least share this with one other person because that's a great burn. It's <laughs> true. It's oh, so, true. Yeah. There was there was a meme I saw the other day that said something like, if you, if you don't want to raise children who talk badly about other people, then don't talk badly about other people at home. And I'm like, Except with my sister. 
some exceptions. Can I have some exceptions for girlfriends? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't need my kids to hear me be mean, although, you know. Yeah. Bad choice Tuesday. Sometimes. I have a friend who writes in a journal all the time and she just, she writes in a thin little journal. And when that journal's full, she throws it away. She's and smart having a thin journal. I'm just saying. Yeah. I, yeah. Cause then there's you know, not as much left behind. Exactly. That's exactly. Yeah. You know, it's really interesting how all of us, you know, here right now, the thought of somebody knowing exactly how we truly feel feels so incredibly vulnerable that we can't tolerate it that yeah that true self cannot be revealed to anyone yes that's powerful partly because one of us is high oh dear god <laughs> well and actually you know if I'm, I mean, I I'm not gonna name names but you know when we write things down and it's like in this very moment mm. in time. Well, this- now you've given me something to talk to my therapist about, but I don't I've just switched down to every two weeks instead of every week. You don't have to call her back, man. <laughs> that was and a bad by the way, Seriously. And you know what? It was even on Tuesday. Shut up. See? It was. It was Tuesday. And I, I actually said said to Bud, like, I just switched my therapy to Every two weeks instead of every week, don't make me regret this. <laughs> well, I was made to be a safety professional. I've got that story. I've got the make sure you keep your doors locked because Aunt Irma fell out of the car and dad was holding her by the skirt story. <laughs> that's a good uh, story, too. You got to check story. with Irma, though. Yeah, that's true. So, but I I tell those two stories. I tell dad and, and the fire story and, of course, go into Oh, sorry, Andrea, I probably should ask your permission. But I talk about the fact that you couldn't light birthday candles on your birthday cake until you were in your 20s and about how it affects your children and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, I mean, the number of stories that we have that are family stories that are all safety related that who knew that this is what I was going to do with my life? It's amazing. And I'm fortunate and that I fell into safety. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think that's such a great, I love that though, for it's for you. It's perfect. I, I think I've told Sarah this before about you. It's so perfect with the way that you talk about, like you get to be this short little woman in your steel toed boots in front of all the men and they stand there and they listen to you and you're an authority and your stories have meaning and you have purpose and it's so personal to you. And that makes it so effective. Well, I really and I, that. and I almost tear up still every time that I talk about dad and the fire and mm-hmm. how it affects kids and these guys, they don't look at me like it's a woman crying. They start to tear up too mm-hmm. because they go, Oh my God, what if that were my kids? What if that was my wife who got that phone call? Because I make them, I go, you need to think who is your emergency contact? Who's your emergency contact? Who's your emergency contact? And so they're not thinking of me as just some woman who's up there crying and about her dad. They think, holy shit, that could be my kids, my family, my whatever. So I've just gotten very good at storytelling. God, I wonder where I got that from. (laughs) You know, we're very fortunate, I think, to have the parents that we did. Because they yeah. were both very good storytellers. Dad would tell that story from the, his United Way speech where when he was, what, 17 or something, 
he was on a scooter with his fiance and got hit by a drunk driver. And that's its own story. Like he had a torch lighter, (laughs) torch lighter speed. speed (laughs) And I won't even go into how many things you just got wrong there, but 18, (laughs) not his fiance, girly going out with two times townie and she And she, dad told the story when we recorded it. And wait, wait, no, but he was engaged before. He was engaged not to her. Oh, I am learning so much today. (laughs) I asked him if he ever saw that guy again. You know, like I said, how did you forgive that guy? Like he couldn't walk for like years. Right. And he was, he was in an infirmary and traction for like six months. It set a record at the Cornell infirmary and all these things. And I said, did you ever? How did you face that guy? How did you forgive him? How did you, I don't know that you need to forgive people, but in any case, it was How so interesting. Yeah. And yeah. he said to me, he said, oh, I saw that guy one time in court later. And he said, I just felt so sorry for him. And I'm like, what? And he goes, the guy was a traveling salesman. He had a family. And back then it wasn't like they weren't taking away your driver's license or anything. He said, that guy had to go back to work. And can you imagine every single time that man got in his car, what he saw was my body smashing against his windshield. And Mm. can you imagine what that would feel like? He's like, I don't remember it. But that guy, I felt terrible for him. And I thought, wow. This Mm -hmm. is the story that dad talked about in his his torchlighter speech, right? His United right. Way torchlighter speech. When it is very clearly obvious from his face and his arms and everything that he has been very seriously <laughs> burned. <laughs> and everybody's <laughs> expecting to hear this story about how he's this burn survivor. And he's telling a story about when he broke his legs when he was 18. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know how. Yeah. I mean, Talk about that's probably where that the ability to sort of go, yep, that happened. You know. Well, yeah. And I I actually tonight was thinking, I was reading something on Facebook and and something random, and it made me think about how mom and dad always used to say, be a good person, not because other people are good, but because you are. Do nice things, not because other people are nice, but because you are. That's who he is today. Who are you? Exactly. That sure sets you up to be abused. I'll say that. That's a whole other conversation. But I think that that too much of that. Too much of that. But at the same time, I can look at somebody else and go, yeah, you know what? You're being a complete huge dick. BCT. (laughs) Don't look it up on Urban Dictionary, you big dick. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there was a what was the there's no d in there <laughs> in it was oh uh ball camel toe yes oh yeah you have to explain this to sarah oh my god so we're thinking of bct right we're gonna have we're gonna have journals and t-shirts and hats and we got the whole thing until this is what led to the whole pms conversation <laughs> so um yeah ball camel toe an unfortunate situation that afflicts all males at least once in their life. This is what happens when the pants or shorts have ridden too high and the ball bag becomes unnaturally divided. One nut dives for the left leg and one dives for the right. 
unpleasant to have and unpleasant to view, but pretty funny to discuss. <laughs> Common at Jim Senior Center's the Tour de France and anywhere you find cowboys. He also, <laughs> he also moose knuckle. <laughs> Oh my. Okay, you hadn't read the whole thing to me the first time. I think I made you stop. Oh no. Okay. <laughs> no, no, this gets even better actually because you know how they maybe you don't know because I spend too much time on Urban Dictionary because it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> but then they you use it in a sentence, just like they do in an actual dictionary. It says, Oh geez, that's a wicked BCT. You must have gotten those pants from Moses because your sack is parted just like the Red Sea. Oh, no. <laughs> that's pretty good oh, oh my god okay well and i was trying to explain to andrea that you know what my bad choice tuesday is that i looked up my name on urban dictionary mm. no, don't ever do that okay don't do don't do that yeah. no she tried to look mine up i didn't let her yeah so okay well my name said very nice things about how you know see she's such a lauren and what a good thing that that was but anyway well that's nice oh. Yeah, you only look up your first name and you don't look up your whole name. I'm so I'd be afraid of my whole name. Look at Urban Dictionary. I'm gonna have to check that out. Oh, maybe don't. Andrea says it's a bad idea. Yeah, it's funny, but I I said it's this huge repository of information that you will wish you hadn't seen. So that is definitely true. That's definitely true. I mean, it's like I really wish that I hadn't ever (laughs) read about the Balkan. What am I gonna do with that information? I can't. Where is your brain going to store that? It's just you know how they to attach to other memories similar and it's confused. I think about like how your brain is a bucket, like with all the memories in it. And, and once it's full, then when a drop goes in, something else pours out. And I'm wondering what I just lost out of my head because of <laughs> You've been listening to Bad Choice Tuesday with Andrea Howell, a podcast about friendship, unconditional love, and questionable choices. Find us wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to hear our latest episode every Tuesday. For more information and to find previous episodes, go to badchoicetuesday.com. See you next week.